Hi, welcome back to the CIO Show. I'm David Binning, Associate Editor of CIO Australia. Well, it's that time of year again, with entries open for the fifth CIO 50, Australia's leading awards program recognising the best in technology, innovation and leadership in Australia. If you haven't got your entry in and or are still thinking about it, stay tuned as we talk to two of our lead judges this year about what they'll be looking for in, this, in these most unusual of times. We also chat to two CIO 50 alumni about what the award meant, not just for them personally, but also their teams and senior management, as technology success continues to be a key determinant for succeeding in business generally. Now, the CIOs we've spoken to throughout the pandemic have, of course, tended to be those who've managed to shine and lead their companies through this mess. And virtually all of them have cited the fact they were able to argue the case, often in the face of some resistance, for genuine digital transformation leading into this unexpected time while crediting their teams for making it actually happen. CIO has also spoken to a number of very impressive women in senior tech roles about how they've been called upon to provide real leadership in helping their organisations navigate COVID-19. And we're expecting this year's CIO 50 will reflect the growing number of women in top CIO roles in Australia and, of course, the unique skill sets they bring. Our first guest on this special CIO 50 episode of the CIO show is Group Chief Information Officer with Australia's real pet food company, Ursula Phillips. Ursula placed eighth in the 2019 CIO 50. Welcome to the CIO show. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Fantastic. In your interview for the CIO 50 last year, you emphasised the importance of having the right teams and you noted you had made some tough decisions when you first joined Real Pet Foods. I gather you must have been especially thankful for doing so throughout this year. Absolutely, yes. I did uh, did speak at, at length about the importance of having the, the right people in our team and I think this year, um, you know, particularly with COVID and I guess a, a restriction on budgets as, as well and, and less ability to bring more people in. Mm. Um, there's definitely no other no other set of people I would rather have on my team this year. So very thankful for them. And so now coming eighth, especially for a woman in such a male-dominated profession, must have felt like a great achievement. How important was it for you, not, not just for you personally, but also for your team and, and the management of Real Pet Foods? Yes, I think very, very important for our, our team, the, the IT team, to get recognition for you know all the great work that they do. Um, it, it really is their efforts, I guess, that are, are being recognised underneath this. Um, but also great for the Real Pet Food Company to be acknowledged for their digitisation journey and mm. some of the innovation that we, we have delivered through technology. And tell me a bit about that innovation this year. What's, what's sort of been rolled out? What's, what can you share with us? So we've started on a very low digital base, I would say, mm-hmm. um, over the last probably five, maybe even 10 years. Um, the company in its, in its previous guises had been, been massively underinvested in. Um, and so we've really done, you know, everything from, from, uh, an ERP, um, backbone, which, which we had to upgrade and move to the cloud. Um, to new capabilities in terms of reporting, uh, trade spend and demand planning management, but also taking on some of those newer technologies, um, so RPA and IQ bots, um, and looking at automating our factories as well. Sure. So, I mean, yeah, presumably you, you transitioned to a very much a uh, online sort of channel as opposed to well, moving away from physical retail stores, obviously, this year, right? Yeah. So, I guess as a as a manufacturer, you know, we've, we've been looking 
to get our product out and obviously partnering with our existing uh, retailer platform. Mm. But both here um, with our breeders program, we've taken that online this year for, for direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've also launched a direct to consumer channel um, in the UK. Interesting. And have you entered the CIO 50 this year yet? <laughs> I have not yet, um, but I have. And what is taking um, you so long? <laughs> I have been writing my submission today. Um, that's, that's good to know. What, um, I was doing as, as we spoke. So no, I am, I am very committed um, to getting it in. And I, I have also been actively uh, encouraging other female participants to um, put their submissions in. So I have. Wonderful. I have. Byron did share with me that we only had 15% of nominations were female in 2019. Uh-huh. Um, so that's obviously not going to get us to 50% representation. So my International Women's Day pledge this year was to ask female uh, CIOs three yeah. times this year to yeah. um, to put in their submissions. So I'm on, on two and I've got one more ask put in before the closing date next week. Well, fantastic. Well, well good luck and um, and thank you very much for your advocacy efforts and uh, for joining you, joining us on the CIO show. We hope to have you back on again sometime soon. Thanks, Ursula. Thanks, David. Joining us now is respected Australian Tech Authority, Director of the Board of Advisors with the CIO Executive Council and esteemed judge for the 2020 CIO 50, Peter Nevin. Peter, welcome to this special CIO 50 of the CIO show. Why, thank you and really good to be here. That's great. Now, this year marks the fourth CIO 50 you've been a judge for, right? Yes, that's right. I've had the opportunity to uh, judge four years in Australia and also opportunity to look at uh, New Zealand, which I think I've done for two years, and mm-hmm. Asia. So I've got the ability to actually compare countries as well, which is a lot of fun. Well, that's interesting. Well, it'll be interesting to see how we rank at the end of the awards later on in the year. Um, now, why should people enter this CIO 50, the CIO 50 this year, in your view? Well, I think what it produces is is a number of things. I mean, first of all, there's the element of of what it does for the individual themselves and their career. Um, But to an extent, that's probably a lesser component. Um, For the actual organisation itself, uh, clearly how IT stands within that organisation and if the organisation considers itself to be a tech company, winning an award like this actually then... Uh, raises the actual profile of the organisation. Yeah, and of course, important. so many organisations see themselves as tech companies these days, don't they? A- absolutely, yeah. yeah. And importantly, inside the company itself, mm. uh, the way that you actually work with individuals, with your fellow executive staff, uh, with other teams in the organisation, the way IT is perceived having an award, it obviously moves that up the chain a little bit. Yeah. And of course, there's a, a, a third element there, which is the actual team that you're working with, so the, the people that work with you, uh, by having an award, it's not f- exclusively for the CIO, it's for the IT team as a whole and everybody associated with projects, etc. So it's a great pat on the back for those individuals. Indeed. So give us the inside scoop on what you'll be looking for in judging this year's CIO 50 then. The entry is uh, broken into two areas. There is an entry, uh, part of the entry looks at what you've done in terms of an innovation or a project-related event that has an outcome, mm-hmm. uh, and also a leadership component. So if I just talk to each one of those, the the, the business side or the, the project one, the things I'm looking for there are what have been some of the outcomes. Now, we're going through a year which is a little atypical. In fact, very atypical to anything we've gone through before, clearly. Mm-hmm. So 
I would imagine a lot of the entries in this year may not have massive projects that have actually been delivered or leading-edge projects. Yeah. I'd imagine a lot of those projects will be, I've kept the organisation going yeah. in a very difficult time. Yeah. But what we're looking for is something that's beyond what you would normally do as a job. So so my comment for someone putting that in would be, well, that would be your job. That's what you were supposed to do as a CIO. You were supposed to keep the company going. Yep. But was there something that was unique in that process that made it out, outstanding? So mm. uh, did, you, did you do that uh, across a very, very large number of people? Did you do it in a, a complex environment where there were complex medical things involved, et cetera, et cetera? So what... What makes you outstanding in terms of being a CIO versus doing the job? Sure. And similarly, if you're delivering a project or an outcome, mm -hmm. uh, what some people don't do is what, do, what does the impact of that actually look like for the organization? So they talk about the project, for yep. example, hey, we moved everything to cloud, mm -hmm. um, but what was the impact? What was the business impact? Did it reduce your cost? Did it increase the reliability? Did that build in well with what's just happened with COVID and allowed us to continue operations? So looking at KPIs, financial impacts, any sort of business outcome is really important. Sure. The other side of the application deals with leadership. Sure. So with that, what I'm looking for there is, again, what have you done that's outstanding as a leader? Mm -hmm. If you've got the title CIO, clearly you're a C-level individual, you're interacting with the executive team, mm. but I'm looking how you've done that differently and with more depth. So how have you developed your team, your individuals around them, perhaps some individuals in the rest of the organization? What have you contributed to their personal development? Yeah. What programs have you run? Sure. How have you implemented things like diversification sure. within your group? So how have you actively done that? Mm -hmm. How do you deal with that on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, what organizational changes have you made within the group or have you implemented an organization structure that proves and, and shows your leadership skills? Mm -hmm. Things like financial control, governance, oh, of course, yeah. risk management, um, leadership by example. So I'm looking for those things, again, that are outst outstanding leadership things. Sure. And when I think back on some of the best applications I've seen across various countries, it's people can rattle off a list of here are my 20 things that I have done as a leader. Um, it's not that I've just sat with the executive team and been part of that team. Sure, so sure. those sorts of things. So, I mean, of course, being a great CIO doesn't guarantee that you're going to make it into the CIO 50. You need to get your application, right? Um, so what, is, what are some of the common mistakes um, people make with their entries in your view? Um, that they, they fall into two, two categories, really. Mm. Uh, one is... One, and particularly, and I won't mention which country, um, but not, not so much Australia, fantastic business growth. They'll talk about how massive business growth has been achieved yeah. and maybe even relate that to some IT. But what I'm not seeing is what was their role in relation to that. Sure. Did, they, did they develop the strategy? Did they manage the IT? Did they manage the project? Hard to see. Uh, and if all I've got there is the, the third-party component, which is all this good stuff happened, mm. but I didn't make it happen, well, I'm not necessarily going to contribute that to the individual. Of course, yeah. And the other side of it is, and I mentioned a little this a little bit earlier, is the IT component. So many CIOs will talk about 
fabulous things that they have achieved in IT. And again, again, a good example of that is I moved the entire environment to a cloud-based environment. Um, but it doesn't talk about how that affected the business. Mm. So what was the business outcome? And I think this is what differentiates perhaps a good CIO to a CIO or an IT manager. It's, it's talking in business terms and business outcomes and mm. KPIs. So again, it's looking at that output, outcome, uh, impact, etc. Well, very, very useful advice. So Peter, thanks so much for joining us. And um, thanks again, of course, for being a judge on the CIO 50 for this your fourth year in a row. And um, yeah, we look forward to seeing the results later on in the year. Thank you. Not at all. Thank you very much for, the, for your time. Next up, we have Mari Johnson, who's Managing Director and Chief Digital Officer with the Centre for Digital Business. Mari is one of Australia's most influential women in technology and business and is an authority on many important topics, including the real-world applications of artificial intelligence. In particular, she's the brains behind Nadia, the AI-driven avatar developed for the National Disability Insurance Scheme. Mari, welcome back to the CIO Show. David, thank you so much for having me today. Now, this is your second year judging the CIO 50. You're also judging 2016. Now, that seems a long time ago now, doesn't it? It seems like a long time ago. Four years. Yeah. And this year, think this, about what can happen in four years. <laughs> this, year, this year feels like 40 on its own, doesn't it? So what's as a judge this year, what's your advice to CIOs who are thinking about entering the CIO 50? First up, I would say enter. Don't put it off. And not only enter for yourself, but encourage others to enter or nominate someone and, and mm. you know, uh, nominate someone to, to enter. Yeah. Very, very important. Just... Just do it. I know it's so busy, mm. particularly with COVID, but there's never been a more important time to consider your own career path and that of all your team and nominate. And in particular, nominate and encourage nominations from women, including women coming up um, in their career. Now, can you provide any, any hot tips as to what you might be you and the other judges might be looking for this year <laughs> <laughs> what a year to have an award yes um, process you know yeah. so I think keep keep that in front of your mind because yeah. this is this is really for many people a year of great challenge mm. personal challenge and professional challenge so keep that in front of your mind and frame what you're saying with that because yeah. You know, that's about leadership. So I would say focus on the long term mm. and the outlook. Very, very, very difficult and challenging. Um, we're so in the moment now with so many challenges. But I would say focus on not only what you're doing now, but what comes what comes next. Because what comes next is critically important. Mm. What What are you doing during COVID? that will enable you and your organisation to continue and be resilient going forward. So, mm. so I'd say really frame it with the challenges at hand yeah. and how you'd be responding to that. And, of course, it's um, – I mean, it sounds a bit obvious to say it's not just about, you know, the technology that you were working yeah. with and the things that you did. I mean, obviously, it's important for um, for applicants or entrants, rather, to make the case as to how – you know, their, their work with technology and their work with their technology teams actually advance the, um, the cause of the business, right? Correct, the cause of the business and also preparing your workforce. Mm. Um, 
or and that's a, a particularly COVID sort of theme, isn't correct, it? Correct, yeah. you know. Cultural And you hear more and more about cyber. Mm. So, you know, we've got more than one challenge to deal with and all organisations are dealing with multiple challenges. And really the only way to build resilience into your operations um, is to have a strong, adaptable workforce. Yeah. And having people's careers um, highlighted, mm-hmm. you know, either yourself or nominate other people is an incredible, incredibly important thing to do. Yeah, sure. Um, yep. Well, Murray, thanks so much for your, your insights there. And thanks again, of course, for being uh, a judge on the CIO 50 this year. We, um, we look forward with bated breath to, um, to, to the final list of winners. All the best and we look forward to having you back on the show soon. David, thank you very, very much. And uh, I just encourage everybody to get those nominations in. Don't put it off. <laughs> you heard it there, everyone. Get a move on. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Now, coming up for the fifth CIO 50, of course, we've only had uh, four winners to date. And joining us now on the CIO show is George Hunt, the CIO at Sydney Water, who was our winner in 2018. George, welcome to this special CIO 50 of the CIO show. Thanks, David. It's great to be here. Wonderful. Now, tell me what prompted you to to enter the the awards in 2018. Well, I I was aware of the awards and and they they kind of caught my attention because I was interested in the... uh, the previous winners and what they had done, but I personally oh, hadn't you were, done anything. Really? Yeah. yeah, I was. Uh-huh. So, uh, so I was aware. You were stalking of, um, them enviously, were you? <laughs> I was. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have. They, they they all have interesting stories, and the they CIOs do don't often get to tell their story. So, uh, so I was it's always true, very interested. Yeah. yeah, I was. I was always very interested in that, and and I, I didn't really do anything else about it. But some of my team had it had also caught the attention of some of my team, and. Uh, Unbeknown to me, they started to collect bits and bits and pieces of information, and uh, and they put together a submission on my behalf. So I, so my team nominated me, which was such a such an amazing thing for them to do, and it's completely unexpected. Wow! Um, yeah. And they, they 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 put together they put together a sort of um, a package of information that wasn't really just about what you do in your job. Yeah. Um, it was really about you know so what what impact do you have on people? How do you lead? What's your view around innovation? And give me something else that's interesting about you that you might do that isn't related to your job. So right. they packaged all this stuff together. Yeah. And they, they also got a couple of quotes from my, uh, my managing director and uh, a couple of my peer colleagues as well right. and uh, put it in on my behalf. And uh, unbeknown to me, it was looked on pretty positively because I ended up winning it. So they effectively put their hand in the small of your back and shoved you forth. Yeah, pretty much, and uh, um, good on know, them. It, we it, thank them. <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was really good of them actually. But yeah. um, you know, it obviously meant something to them, and they they well, it, they, it obviously meant something to them before you won, and it must have meant a great deal when you did. Uh, you know, yeah, I think it's easy to look at these things and think, oh, oh it's great for the person that wins. I I, I can't really. Um, you, you know, I can't understate how important this was to the team and, yeah. and the effect it had on them. Mm. You know, they, they, they were really pleased that the work that they'd been doing collectively had been acknowledged because I, I was really just the name on, on, on the card. Yeah. But actually, this was a reflection of the team's efforts and yeah. the team's, uh, you know, their, their, the work that they'd been doing on behalf of customers, on behalf of each other and the organization, the shareholders, government, mm. et cetera, et cetera. So, um, 
this, this was a this had a huge impact on how they felt about that work because it was it was proper recognition for for their their achievement. Sure. So talk talk me through. Remind me and and our audience about the you know the work that you've done in 2018, leading to your uh, winning the winning the number one spot. Yeah, it's um, it's 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 an interesting question because we we have a number of really large enterprise level programs running, which are, are normally the ones that get attention. You know, large ERP or large uh, sort of SAP type implementation work. Mm, mm. That they're, they're, they're the big ticket items normally, but yeah. actually. The, the work the work that was put forward as the flagship project for this for this award was something called the customer hub yep. and this this was the this was a fusion of the side of the organization that looked after customers mm. and the side of the organization that looked after the operational assets that we have that produce water distribute water manage wastewater and protect the environment etc yep. and this customer hub was the first time that we'd actually fused these two components together into an, a geospatial environment that could yeah. make a difference for how we how we supported customers in either in their the time when they were um, experiencing a, a fault of some kind or a water outage of some kind or an environmental incident of some kind we were able to put this technology together that provided a new set of tools for how we handled a fault like that yeah and, and it, it dramatically changed service that we provided to customers and we, we monitor these things quite carefully as you would well expect us to and we were monitoring net promoter score we were monitoring other feedback and other sentiment scores and, and the effect that it had on the service we provided to customers was enormous yeah you know we, we had net promoter score sort of increasing two or three fold from what we would have expected and we had great feedback from customer in terms of real-time sentiment analysis mm. and not, not only that we, we were also getting getting to fixing problems sooner so so when you add all of that up that this was really innovative technology but but it wasn't just the technology that was part of the story the the real story was how a smart group of people came together to do this yes. and, and we, we took a different approach we we were so used as an organization to doing what you might think of as a traditional waterfall project, you know, write your requirements down, we'll go away, we'll build something, we'll test it, say, did we get it right? Then hopefully if we did, we'll deploy it into production. We took a very different approach here. We, we cherry picked some really smart people from around the organization. Yeah. We, we gave them from the digital group as well as from various business areas, we gave them a challenge and basically locked them in a room <laughs> and said, come come out when you've done something and got something good to show. It's a bit like skunk, the Skunk Works initiatives of many years ago. Indeed. And, and, and that, that created a completely different, agile, kind of um, uh, exciting environment where people were able to work together collaboratively across yes. the organization. And we, we went live with Iteration 25. So we... we, we we started going into this iterative prototyping. We shared it with the whole organization mm. at various points. And we went live at Iteration 25. Wow. Um, and it was a mature product, but it had instant impact. And, and I think it was a combination of all of those human as well as technology factors that probably caught the judge's attention at the time. Sure. I mean, it was, and it was obviously more than a little notable, the fact that you'd taken on this responsibility for operational technology within, within a major utility. I mean, and, and you sort of touched on that with your, what you were saying earlier, but, you know, that's, that's a pretty big deal. 
Yes, it was. I mean, you know, following following us taking this customer hub live, um, we we also got recognition as the digital utility of the year, and we also won a, a global award in London mm. for this project. So yeah. beyond the CIO fifty acknowledgement, it went it went past that as yeah. well into global recognition. Yeah. But in parallel to all of that, there was there was an ongoing fusion of what you might think of as traditional IT and operational technology or OT as, 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 as it's called. Yes. Um, and, and the recognition that the team got through this award basically gave the board and, and my, the rest of the executive peer group uh, confidence that actually we should fuse these two things together because the opportunity that we would unlock by doing that would be enormous for customers, the citizens of Sydney and the environment and all the growth challenges that we have in a city like Sydney. So, mm. you know, the, the award was really a key to unlocking a whole range of opportunity for not only Sydney Water, but my team and, and for customers. Mm. You've been you've been in the role for a number of years. You're obviously one of our, our you know greatest technology imports, but I understand that you will be leaving us soon and heading back to Well Bloody. Yes, I will. I mean, I came here 2016, um, but we knew at the time when we moved over here as a family that we'd, we would be here for a finite period. And we didn't know whether that would be two, three, four, five years um, or, or more. So, um, But we, uh, we, we've had a number of things that have gone really well for us as a digital team in Sydney Water, particularly the one I was just talking about with the customer hub, but also one of the largest SAP implementations in the customer and billing area went live last year very successfully. And that, that was a key thing for why I came over here. Mm-hmm. And, and the time is just right to, um, you know, for somebody to take over the reins. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I will always reflect on what an amazing time I've had in Sydney Water, what an amazing company it is and a fantastic board of directors. And, uh, and, and I've enjoyed huge support. Well, indeed, well, I'm sure whatever organisation you end up landing at in the UK will will greatly appreciate you, and um, we look forward to hearing from you soon, and, and perhaps having you back on the CIO show again soon too. Thanks for your time. Yeah, it'd be my pleasure. Well, thanks for joining us on this special CIO 50 edition of the CIO show. Obviously, the entries have been open for a couple of weeks, and we'll be closing soon, so time to get a move on. Now, next episode, we will be tackling the issue of women in tech. It's a big, important topic, of course, with many different angles, myths, and realities. We're hearing from a number of inspiring female tech leaders and business leaders about their careers and experiences in this especially male-dominated sector, as well as industry experts and academics sharing their perspectives and real data. We hope you can join us.